and we are live welcome back beautiful and amazing human beings this is Lukradowski and jason Burmis of we are change.org here for our weekly news wrap-up show where we are going to be live for the next hour giving you all the important and censored news that happened this week we're going to be live on facebook on periscope and the podcast of this episode will be available on itunes later but predominantly we're going to be talking to you on youtube where of course we prioritize your super chats so we could live a fair and ethical life and you know not lie to you uh and would prefer to get the little support and money that we get from you rather than shill and lie for a mega corporation a government or another power structure because you know why uh jason you probably agree with me uh it's worth having a soul and uh, not lying to people in order to sell a bigger agenda or manipulate them or use them um it's a great feeling knowing that we're having that liberty and freedom to not have to do that when this business is just so infested with it Right, Jason. You're not wrong, Luke. And I, you know, I, I'm gonna save the surprise because we're gonna because I actually put this as one of my stories. I know we just talked about it guys pre-show. By the way, um, everybody give it up for Luke Radowski. I just, you know, and I, we just kind of talked about this. You know, I don't want to lose one of my best friends of the last like 15 years. You know, we don't see each other all the time, um, but we've run into each other in some weird places. Obviously, worked together for a long time, and. Uh, I just, I can't imagine getting rocked by an explosion and then literally, you're like the first guy on the scene, Luke. I mean, with a, with at least a camera broadcasting to the world within maybe a minute or two. And it really makes you think. Um, it makes you think that we, you know, that's, the, you just talked about your soul, your time on this earth. Damn straight, bro. You never know. Everybody thinks, hey, I got all the time in the world. But one day, the light goes out and... Uh, all that you're left with is who you were as a person. What did you help do? And damn, dude, uh, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, it is the craziest thing in the world. And uh, God, I wish I could hug you, bro. You did a great job. And then not only on top of that, guys, you know, not to toot his own horn, but after literally not only getting, like, being a block away from a huge explosion that did take lives that no one knew what was going on for at least 15, 20 minutes when they talked about the bakery explosion. By the way, we're not going on any conspiracy theories. Obviously, two firefighters lost their lives. They were on the scene there checking it out. Um, just really sad stuff. But you went back out there, and you covered the Yellow Vest protest, which is just huge. You know, it's probably going to be the main segment here for you. Um, and you got hit in the uh, the junk nasty with the water cannon. cannon. <laughs> The freaking police! I, I I watched the video just moments ago, and literally, like like everything's calm and peaceful, and I'm just walking along. And for some reason, this police officer literally targeted me directly, right? And I turn around, and just in that microsecond, I just see this huge wave of water. Just it wasn't like oh they're blasting everyone. There was a break. There was like a 15 minute break, and then the water cannon literally just directed right at me. Uh, hit me out of everyone else, and I'm like, gosh darn it, that's not the exact words I used. You can watch the live stream of yesterday, and it's literally freezing my balls off, <laughs> uh, trying to give you guys uh, the truth of, of what happened there. Uh, sorry, I cut you off, Jason. Go ahead. I thought, I thought people are saying I think I lost your audio. People are saying that I may be too loud. So let's, let's try to fix this really quickly. Uh, I'm going to count to uh, check, 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 mic, mic, one, two, three. I'm going to try to load. Hey, let me know. 
if this is better. Uh, this is all the way down. Let me know if this is better, guys. How are we doing now, guys? Uh, check one, one, two, show. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How are we doing? Is that working? Huh? Can you guys still hear me? Can you hear me? Can I, he, he, they're saying still loud, Luke. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right Louder. there. Try oh. there. No, no, that's too low. Hold on. Right there. Try right. again. Mike, one, two, three, four, five, six, right seven, there. eight, nine, ten. Right there. Okay. All right. I, I'm still too loud, guys. guys. Uh, huh? Oh, hold on. We're going down. Let's go. Down. This is ridiculous. A little good. Good. Too loud. Laugh out loud. Now Luke is garbled. <laughs> What is the idea? Sounds better now. Can you hear me now? Good. Great. Verizon commercial. Can you hear Luke? I can hear Luke. Luke, are we good? Better. Good. Yes, we're good now. <laughs> uh, sorry. So what I was saying, what, what I was saying again uh, was literally um, I looked back back at the footage of me at the, the Yellow Vest protest yesterday. The calm. Uh, the water cannon wasn't spraying anyone for a while. And then out of nowhere, uh, the truck driver and the water cannon operator, the police officer, for some reason, directed it right at me, just hit me square on. And, uh, dude, it's miserable uh, <laughs> to be, you know, winter, winter in France and just get blasted by this thing because this thing, that thing's powerful. I mean, there's I, I have other videos that I haven't released yet uh, from Paris, from the Yellow Vest movement of just insanity and just so many people, countless numbers of people just getting knocked down from these water cannons. And then police officers viciously throwing uh, flashbangs. I got hit with a flashbang directly again a couple times. But uh, this water cannon, I mean, it definitely seemed, uh, again, it may be just me talking, but it definitely seemed uh, selective to just get targeted, hit out of the blue, out of nowhere when I'm literally walking away. Yeah, man, and then you were on the side there, and it seemed really, really bizarre. Like, uh, hello, check. Damn, man, I'm getting yeah. th- getting an echo in your headset over there too, because I'm getting an echo in mine now. No, no, I'm not getting no echoes um, at all. I could, I'm going to try to lower the volume a little bit. I think you're all right. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, but but uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of journalists got hit yesterday. Well, I saw uh, the one guy against the wall. Right, you had that one guy against the yeah, wall. You're yeah. like, you kept going. Are you okay? And he's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, where did he get hit? He got hit in the leg, I think, right? He didn't look too good. I, he had a big mask on. I think that's probably... Are, are we okay on our stream right now? God damn it. I am sorry, guys. I shouldn't be cursing. I'm, I'm Gosh looking, darn it. I'm looking at... Is the proper, the proper <laughs> pronouns. I'm looking at mine there, and it just Jason? froze up. I am. Oh, are we getting into pronouns now? Is that what's next? Like I, I said... The proper pronouns are going to be in jail. You're in New York, Jason. Oh, am I? I'm in New York. Listen, if you want gender, no matter what gender they choose to be at what time, you could go to jail. <laughs> Coming in right now, uh, John A. Resch left a better gear. I kind of agree with you. Uh, John and all the people out there, uh, well, you guys also have to understand, I was in Israel and Palestine um, that same week. Um, and uh, the explosions happened in paris for some reason which i'm still perplexed about and and same with the water cannoning um and everything was peaceful in in palestine and israel uh but it was a last minute trip deciding to go to paris uh my friend uh, emily molly who's a reporter uh she uh you know volunteered and said she was going to bring extra gear and she volunteered some of her gear she was also there with me on site 
of the explosion um, that happened in Paris. Uh, she has her footage out there. I, I retweeted some of her stuff. You guys, if you guys want to follow her, uh, there's also another incredible situation that she's dealing with the mainstream media that is just screwing her over right now. But I'm not going to get into too much detail about that until she comes out against that. But uh, just guys understand incredulous things are happening, especially with the main uh, being there in Paris, uh, especially during the disgusting to see the mainstream media just get into the way of first responders and rescue workers. Um, it was it was just disgusting uh, to see them like run or run to like literally gurneys and people being rushed out of there to save their lives. And a journalist is like getting in their way, trying to take a photo. Um, sorry, it just it brings back memories of just. <sighs> It was, it, was, it was a difficult situation. Uh, is the audio still working, uh, Jason? Yeah, we're fine. I think that you're just uh, your connection's breaking up a little bit. You're a little jumpy, but you're, you seem to be fine now. I, everything should be good. Everything should be fine and good on my connection. I'm not yeah. really downloading or doing anything else. No, you're not I'll jumping now. Other stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying like uh, every once in a while your your audio is going in and out. We got a couple super chats uh, while we're clearing all this out. And by the way, again, Luke. Damn good reporting. Again, this movement's not stopping, no matter what the media says. And you are on the ground, and so are the people. Uh, you know, France is really uh, a hotbed nine weeks now of people that want a revolution, that want fr uh, freedom. Soul A, one of the great co contributors, says, I'm so glad you're back safely handsome with a little smoochy face. We all are. <laughs> and then we have, uh, thank you so much for the super chat, Mac Macro P and Macro P. With a fourteen ninety nine super chat, thank you for keeping alive. We also got a couple new members, Luke, um, Carlos, Richard Bennett. Um, oh yes, Carlos and Richard Bennett, and then Fedmaster just hit us with a two dollar uh, super chat. I say micro sponsor with the Scriv Network Coin Dash. Uh, may I micro sponsor with Scriv? Uh, we'd love some sponsorship. We love that kind of thing. So uh, you know, get at us on a DM on Twitter or email Luke at. Is it Luke? We are change. Yeah, yeah, especially super, you know, thanks to all the sponsors and all the members joining us. I'm going to create more content behind the scenes. Uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to do to, to do a video about how to prepare for a riot, uh, since I have so much experience in this, and how to be in uh, chaotic situations and get out of them. Uh, and, and just to inform everyone the setup of this show, we usually just banter off in the beginning. I usually do a monologue. Jason's going to do over all the stories Monday uh, through uh, Sunday, uh, each story for each day. And then we're going to take phone calls at the end. But I think, Jason, it'll be interesting to also take a phone call in the beginning, just a random phone call from a random person uh, to uh, start this broadcast off um, and start the conversation off in the right way with, of course, in the community. That is so, so important. Uh, but also, I just really also, before we get into the phone call, I really wanted to thank Mark. He sent me a gas mask that I finally just got because I just arrived in uh, New York City. Uh, it's actually a mask, so that's going to start a lot of conspiracy. If you've been watching this live show, Mark has uh, been commenting, saying that he's going to know Mark so much. Also, a gas mask that hopefully won't make me sound too much like Kermit. Uh, also, from Bethlehem. I was actually in. Just a few days ago. Very synchronistic. Thank you so much for your message. Uh, really appreciate everything you wrote here. Uh, love the line where you say, lies will only have power as long as people believe in them. 
uh, and you're talking about uh, you're talking about Palestinian Christians and Muslims living peacefully, coexisting for years, and all this other stuff. Literally, turn it on, yes, honey. I was in Palestine, so very synchronistic. Thank you so much. Um, so we're taking a phone call. Do we have someone already on the line? Jason? We we do. Uh, you're, you're you live sure do. Uh, you're you're live with Luke and Jason. What's your name, and what would you like to talk about? Hey, man, I'm April, and thank you, Luke, so much for your courage over in Paris. Um, I was watching the whole time. My question is the same that's been in the chat um, and what a super chat just or a super heart just asked, and that is how did the bank run go for the yellow vesters? And I'm going to hang up and let you answer. Well, thank you so much. April, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. I'm going to get to that uh, right in my monologue because uh, that's literally okay. what my monologue is all about. I just say, let's just let's just get started. Let's get right into it, Jason, if that's okay with you. You sound good. Let's do it. All right, as long as the audio works and everything works, <laughs> uh, let's first get into the first story, and that, of course, is all the latest updates about the yellow vests with, of course, my prediction to what's going to be happening next. And, guys, there's so many fascinating details, not only including the bank run, but also the latest updates with the French Rocky Balboa. But as we know, for weeks now, the mainstream media, especially the Western mainstream media, has been counting out the yellow vest movement. This is something that we've been telling you was going to happen. Not only the attacks on the mainstream media, but tampering out a little bit because of the cold, because of the holidays. But we told you something that the mainstream media didn't tell you was the fact that this movement's going to come back bigger and stronger than ever. And we could definitely expect a European spring. And it came back quicker than we even expected as we saw so many people massive crowds just moments ago just this saturday ago for the ninth installment of the yellow vest protest going then all the other ones combined this on the fact that the french government actually warned protesters saying that they will be persecuting people for protesting without a permit shows a significant increase in this movement and shows how it's spreading not only in Paris, all but also all of France and the entire world. And you guys should know our coverage of the Yellow Vest movement is being censored as all of the videos that I just released from France are uh, demonetized, are up for review. And when videos are demonetized and up for review, this means automatically the algorithm does not uh, allow other people to see it in the suggested, in the search engines. And you saw our videos, some of them that got millions of views from our coverage down there that beat out the mainstream media. You typed it in into the search engine. You didn't get that. You got lower ranked videos from CNN, Fox News and other propaganda media outlets. Uh, so just know. Uh, our coverage is being censored while the mainstream media uh, and their narratives are being pushed. And their narratives are just utterly, truly disgusting. Awful filth uh, would be a compliment to the trash that mainstream media is putting out about this yellow vest movement, as we even saw by the mirror that's talking about how the yellow vest movement is standing for child abuse and Brexit because of a leaflet that they saw randomly at one of the demonstrations, which shows you how just desperate, how much they're just grasping at the straws to try to defame this movement by showing up, grabbing a random flyer, which 
correctly, one idiot could have printed out or could have been even a false flag attempt and said, this represents the entire movement. And now the yellow vests stand for child abuse, which is absolutely disgusting. Uh, we saw the same thing also in Canada with the CBC, an article which was pointed uh, to me by Leah. Uh, and uh, this one starts off with the title, Don't Dismiss Them as Crackpots. Who are Canada's yellow vest protesters? And of course, this article is another scathing hit piece on this larger movement, talking about how they're trying to all attack Trudeau. Again, just more and more disinformation. And this is information just happening uh, with English speaking text. The propaganda in France is even higher than it is in uh, the United States, Canada, and in the United Kingdom to the point where yellow vest protesters are seeking vigilante justice. And when they're seeing news reporters, mainstream media news reporters at the protest, they're beating the crap out of them. Just like we saw uh, this Saturday in Rouen, where uh, a journalist from um, a liberal publication brought out a team of bodyguards to try to report on the yellow vest movement, which literally created a brawl. We also seen other movement of a journalist which who got uh, fly kicked and dropped to the ground because the crowd thought he worked for BMF TV, which is the French equivalent of CNN. And being there on the ground yesterday, I saw a number of journalists being pelted with rocks, with bottles. I saw a number of reporters have their cameras taken away. I saw a lot of fights between protesters. And it wasn't a very easy situation to be in, especially with me there, with my camera, my DSLR, and also my live stream. Because, again, I don't speak French. No parlez-vous français over here. I could, I could, you know, do my... <laughs> but that doesn't really change the fact that I'm still a journalist. And incorrectly, a lot of the Yellow Vest movement are seeking vigilante justice against journalists, mainly because the media has been attacking them. And it's to understand here uh, why the media attacks a movement that is filled with people on the left, filled with people on the right, and is also filled with moderates who are calling for a bigger kind of change, a bigger kind of um discussion to be had that of course the mainstream media is not facilitating and the media by and large generally does support the european union does support the government does support macron especially in france and does support bankers and as we know macron the president of france is a former rothschild banker <laughs> establishment um figures that, of course, the mainstream media caters to. And in the larger Yellow Vest movement, this is all of their grievances that they have against. The French protesters are even calling for a Frexit. And as we saw this past Saturday, they were angry and destroyed an EU flag, which uh, is illegal in a lot of parts of Europe. And a lot of these people are just sick of the system which they deem unfair and are having a hard time to survive and put food um, on their table. And this yellow vest movement wants some kind of justice to be had, wants these larger institutions to be held responsible for these actions. And the biggest institution that they're going after is, of course, the banks.
is, of course, um, the establishment that caters to them, that has created the 2008 financial crisis, has benefited off of it, and is still benefiting off of it with, of course, the national debt in countries like France rising, especially after that crisis. And the Yellow Vest movement, by and large, uh, generally wants to have a similar revolution that happened in Iceland, like we saw in 2009 with the pots and pans revolution, a revolution that you don't hear much about because guess what? The banksters have special interests with not only governments, but also the mainstream media establishment. And you have to understand in the world where governments print out their own money and record number of debt here, even in the United States within the past 10 years, the U.S. national debt almost increased almost three times. And this is a debt. This is a burden levied on the people by the banksters, by made up rules that they play by that are ultimately unfair to the people. And that's why we're seeing this kind of larger accountability by the Yellow Vest movement being directly pointed at the banksters, being directly uh, calling for the pots and pans revolution and calling for a bank run to, of course, have a major effect on them. Now, with the banksters control and influence of government and media, you could bet your bottom dollar you're not going to hear a lot of the information that they want you to hear, especially when it comes to people de-investing from these major financial institutions, because a lot of these institutions that people have a lot of grievances with they ultimately run on people's participation in it. So when people are, are calling for that withdrawal, when people are withdrawing for it, expect a lot of disinformation when it comes around those specific topics and expect those results not to be documented and shared with you. Because obviously there's been so much disinformation. There's been so much lies and propaganda spread about the Yellow Vest movement. There's no way that we're going to hear accurate reports of banks saying, yeah, this many people disinvested. I saw some uh, reports of ATMs being down, of some banks closing uh, on independent, independent media outlets. But I am still investigating this because accuracy matters. And I'm still talking to my sources right now to get a full list and report of what happened from exactly the Yellow Vest uh, movement's point of view. And I will be fact checking that and reporting on it later. But as of now, uh, I just saw one small report. Still have to confirm it. Don't expect a lot of truth. Don't expect a lot of honest reporting from this. Because, again, this is the Achilles heel, that participation uh, that we're all involved in, that we could cut in a matter of seconds that the Yellow Vest movement is bringing attention to. And the Yellow Vest movement has already been successful in many different ways, not only having the president say publicly that he will never um, bow down to the list of demands that they have, and they, they kind of released a very general one, and then shortly after uh, <laughs> relinquishing that belief and going to some of those uh, demands, uh, still hasn't gone far enough, according to many people's opinions. But the Yellow Vest movement uh, has been very active in many other ways. That has been incredible. They destroyed over 60% of France's speed cameras. Speed cameras that, of course, are tied into a private company that, of course, uh, the French 
um, government sold the rights to to find people. And the Yellow Vest movement is literally going all around France, destroying speed cameras and stopping toll boots. So the government and the private quasi corporations that they sell out to can't make a profit off of them. And that's something that the Yellow Vests want to stop and are stopping. And it, it is having a major effect. And these ideas, as well as the idea of a public referendum system, are ideas that run against the establishment. And that's why we're seeing such a huge disinformation campaign. Another major demand of the Yellow Vest movement is for the RIC, which is, again, a referendum system like the state of California has, but the French people want it on a national level in France where they get to decide and vote on issues like, say, marijuana legalization that we saw in California that was passed by the people. Uh, so that's one of their demands. And the French government, when hearing all of this, when hearing these kind of rebukes of the banking system, the media system, the government system, their only response to the larger injustices that they have facilitated is, well, we're going to clamp down even more on you and we're going to use more violence trying to silence you because you want to wear a yellow vest representing your displeasure with us. And we're seeing them go heavy handed more than ever before. And it's always an increase of the heavy handed activity that we are seeing to the point where now we are seeing dramatic footage of helicopters shooting tear gas into crowds. Uh, and this is, again, not Turkey, not in the Middle East, not a despotic nation. This is in the European Union with no major outcry from the mainstream media. When similar events unfolded in countries that the United States and the U.S. State Department wanted to overthrow, there were running headlines and video clips talking about, look at all these horrible people being gassed. We're not seeing any of that in the mainstream media right now, which should make you concern and make you raise a lot of um, issues when it comes to this uh, specific cause. And it's not just tear gas from helicopters that's being thrown. We're also seeing French riot police now being armed with semi-automatic weapons with live ammunition and even a protocol, a last resort, resort protocol that the French government has to release a chemical weapon that could stop the Yellow Vest movement from taking over key government buildings in Paris. This is absolutely insane to be seen to, to the level that it has gotten to. An insane level that I think will lead to a death uh, very, very soon by the hand of the state. And I have to say, uh, it's incredibly lucky that that already hasn't happened already with the sheer amount of violence by the state, by the police, which we have been documenting, which we have been targeted of, which I've been water canned yesterday because of. And we've seen people lose eyes. We've seen people lose hands. We've seen even 10 people die linked to, of course, this yellow vest protest because of accidents. But I do believe with the violence uh, increasing that there will be uh, a, a death that happens on the hand of the state that will create a kind of V for Vendetta moment that will change the game and change the landscape because the amount of violence that the police forces are using indiscriminately is an outcry. 
and should be a major issue that everyone should be talking about, but no one is because they control the narrative, they control the mainstream media, and when we talk about it, we get censored and demonetized. Uh, we're seeing horrible, horrible footage of people just getting shot with rubber bullets. It is a miracle that people have survived and people uh, haven't died already on, on behests of the state. Uh, and again, the 10 deaths that are linked to the yellow vest are linked because of accidents. But again, I do think that there will be uh, death by the state that will be a game changer. Now, when it comes to the French Rocky Balboa, this is a very interesting story that I believe proves my kind of theory that this will happen because we have this man, Christopher Dettinger, who was a former boxer who right now is in jail because of a viral video of him fighting back against the riot police. And according to him, this former boxer was there with his wife and a friend who was battling cancer. And he saw police tear gassing people, hurting people with flashbangs, with rubber bullets. And he got angry, especially when his wife and his friend were tear gassed for no reason. He decided to say that he's going to defend himself. And this is where the viral video of him fighting back uh, comes from. He is now in jail and people have raised 114,000 euros for his defense. And we saw the huge crowds of people literally chant his name in one of the largest ninth uh, versions of the Yellow Vest movement yesterday. This is only an epitome of bigger things to come as we're seeing violence ramp up on both sides of the spectrum again uh i am not you know a fan of violence i've seen it happen to a lot of the journalists out there i worry it's going to happen to me uh, so far it has happened to me on behests of the french state and i do see the french state uh as i saw yesterday as i saw in my previous time covering the yellow vest movement initiate and start the violence um they are the ultimate initiators of it and it will only get worse from here until that crescendo moment that I talked about that could happen next week, that could happen 10 weeks from now. But ultimately, you have to understand, it's going to happen uh, sometime soon because the Yellow Vest movement is not going away anytime soon. Expect a more detailed report when I find out more direct information about the exact bank run. This is an incredibly fascinating development that, uh, we will be covering closely as we have been on the ground and with all of our sources in France with, of course, more expected trips by me there, which, of course, are made possible with your support, with your donations, and your super chats. So once again, I want to thank all of you amazing human beings who are giving me the privilege to report for you, to be there on the ground for you, to face the censorship, to face the violence of the state, to actually tell you, hey, this is happening. An important task that um, is only made possible with you, which, once again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for making possible. That's my take on it. Jason, uh, anything you want to add or any feedback you have? You know, I would just say, Luke, that, you know, no one's calling for violence. But again, you can only push people so far <laughs> that violence is inevitable. Again, when you can't feed your family, when you can't pay your rent, when there are people living on that uh, the city on a hill... And they're all surrounded by thugs in black masks. Because you look at these police, man. 
it's not like they're friendly cops. They're baton wielding, they have semi-autos, they hit you like we talked about earlier on uh, with that water cannon indiscriminately. They knew damn well a lot of those people on the left-hand side were reporters. You could see, that for people that have not seen the video, there's a large divide. And, and just, 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 just really quickly, I have HD video of this, and you will see me literally walking by by myself with my camera, with my press credential, and out of the blue, uh, the water cannon wasn't on for a while, just directed directly at me and hit me square on. There's so many journalists that were hit yesterday, and of course, this ruins all of our equipment. Um, and makes us run away. So, of course, we can't be there documenting what's happening there. Absolutely insane. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. You know, and you bring up a better point. The hypocrisy is crazy for them to target journalists when they are the ones filming the protesters as well. That's longstanding. I remember uh, when we both covered the G20 separately, you would see cops out there with the HD cameras filming people. So I'm also seeing that they film you. They're the ones that are armed. That cannon in about two seconds goes from straight to 180 degrees, okay? It, it, probably less than four on a 360, and it's powerful. <laughs> it knocks people down. It could cause serious injury. Think if that sweeps someone's foot out and they just crack their skull and it's over. Uh, I mean, that's very possible. We just showed some very terrible footage of uh, the uh, plastic bullets. That's not to excuse the protesters that are throwing fireworks and whatnot, but hey, if the cops would just join the protests and stand with these people, they'd get something done a lot quicker rather than opposing what we're seeing as, a, you know, a revolution of freedom once again. Well, not even that. Not even that, Jason. Not even join them. I mean, just stop initiating uh, violence. Stop starting the fights. Uh, have some peace and order, but don't indiscriminately attack people, older people. Uh, that have been attacked countless numbers of times. And there's a significant portion, like I documented yesterday, that I documented my last time in Paris, of people who were wearing yellow vests, who were literally walking up to police and being like, and standing in front of them, telling the other people not to attack them. Um, there's a significant nonviolent aspect of the yellow vest movement that is not being reported on, where countless numbers of people, as I saw yesterday, are literally standing in front of the police saying, stop attacking them, stop attacking them. Uh, we need the we need peace here. Uh, so, of course, I, I, you know, violence can't be condoned. Um, and I think the Yellow Vest movement, a critique of them, they should be smarter and not just indiscriminately attack the press, even though the press are as horrible as they are, the mainstream media press, uh, to specifically talk about that. Even as horrible the mainstream media is, they should not attack them uh, because, you know, it makes them look, very very bad and uh, again it also uh like, like reporting on it um also very worrying because i'm seeing a whole bunch of journalists just getting the crap beat out of me i had a couple of people you know try to say something i'm like i don't know what the hell you're saying there frenchie and i just kind of walked <laughs> away but, uh, <laughs> and that's the only thing that's been my kind of saving grace uh but uh you know it's just kind of kind of mob mentality that does need to be tampered off. And it is a critique that does need to be addressed because it's not a good one. And um, no matter how much someone is, you know, spreading lies and 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 you should never resort to violence to beat the crap out of them. Um, that's just my opinion, maybe an unpopular one. But uh, that's just what I think from being there on the ground, because, again, it does affect me uh, and it does affect uh, how I'm able to do my job there. 
because again, I have to worry about violence from the police and violence from um, some of the more violent elements of the Yellow Vest movement, um, which is which is not good. And it, and it deters other journalists from telling the truth as well and other independent journalists from being there. Uh, so that also needs to be stated uh, because it's not all peachy and, and, and glorious as people make it out to be. Uh, there's a lot of other information that does deserve to be said. Well, you know, to speak to your point about the journalists not being great, Luke, how about the fact that when that explosion went off, people were on stretchers trying to be brought to help, and you had journalists getting in the way, chasing down the firefighters with a monopod. You were one of the very few people that I saw that was trying to help the situation, cordon people out, get people out of the way, and, you know, allow people to get the assistance they need. And I guess it is very frustrating, that language barrier. You know, you don't want to be uh, associated with the press because, again, you're targeted on both ends. Yeah, I have to say, I do have to end the people of Paris, especially around uh, the explosion that I've been around, because, I mean, I was there. I was completely shocked. I mean, I had a helmet. I should have put it on. There was debris falling down. There's people getting injured as they were escaping. But I have to commend the French people because it happened. Uh, whoever was injured, French people just randomly ran up to them and started helping them. It was it was amazing. Like, like there was a moment where I'm like, okay. I can't just film here. I got to help somebody. I got to do something. And every time I, I like look, there was already someone doing it. So I definitely want to commend the French people uh, for just rushing into uh, the action, rushing into help people. Everywhere I looked, trying to do something, I was like, oh, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. And uh, uh, what else? I had another issue that I wanted to get into here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, um, just being there on the ground, I had a whole bunch of people being like, uh, stealing our video footage and at the same time by the mainstream media that attacks us stealing our footage claiming it's theirs that happened a bunch of times uh, happened to my friend Emily also a bunch of times um, and at the same time it's just constantly being bombarded hey give us an interview give us your footage give us an interview give, like, like these needy bastards are, are horrible human beings mainstream media types are soulless vampires that really deserve a reality check uh, to their total absence of morality that they have on this planet. It's just in incredulous to see. Sorry for the uh, SAT words there, but uh, I don't know how else to express myself without cursing, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it's difficult right now uh, going through the motions, Jason. No, I got you, brother. Listen, Again, God bless you. Um, you're doing incredible work. Uh, I'm just glad that you're back safe. And, uh, you know, this is going to continue. Like I said, we're going to see week 10. Uh, I don't know where it ends. I, where do you think this ends? I, I mean, it, it's interesting that it hasn't gone much farther. I mean, it's spread out throughout the country and the world a little bit. But Paris is the epicenter. What, what are your opinions on that, Luke? It's not only just Paris, it's Bordeaux. It, it's, it's so many other cities all around France. Uh, and we're seeing large, large, large demonstrations. Ultimately, strategically, what I'm going to see is most likely, again, a violent incident. Someone's going to die. Either a police officer or uh, a protester is going to die uh, with the way this is going. This is not going away. It's only going to get worse from here. And then I think it's going to be strategic for the yellow vests to organize kind of a national day where all of them go to paris and shut down all of paris because we're seeing uh tens of thousands in little cities all over france so we're most likely going to see a kind of larger collective of all the yellow vests of all of france of all of other places 
being called for one day, one action where all of them storm Paris. Um, so I think that's going to happen. Um, I think it's only a matter of time uh, till that happens. I still think it, we the, the epicenter, the kind of bigger moment will take place during the spring. This is usually where a lot of the bigger kind of uprisings do take place. The weather is still cold out there. It's not pleasant being outside. It's really not pleasant pleasant being outside being totally wet. Uh, so I, I still say give it some time. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try to see what effect uh, this bank run had. Um, and again, it's gonna be harder to fact check everything, but I'm gonna do my best on this. I also have just insane, insane, insane footage. Uh, that I haven't had the chance to edit yet. Uh, Jason, I also uploaded all the videos from uh, the West Bank and Palestine for a video that needs to be edited. If you don't mind handling that, that would be amazing. We're gonna, you're, you're also going to be seeing that on our YouTube channel. And then I'm going to edit this video of just the crazy violence uh, and with more commentary and more research, talking to my sources who are part of this Yellow Vest movement in France. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I already started editing up that, and that's the tour, the outdoor tour of the Banksy Waldorf Hotel. So you guys got to see inside the Bank Banksy Waldorf Hotel, which I thought was an awesome video. Totally underviewed, guys. If you have, if you're watching this stream and you haven't seen that video, if you're into artwork, it's incredible. And then right now, there's a tour that goes with it, and that's kind of taking you through the West Bank, and uh, yeah, hopefully that'll be out in the next couple of days. So yeah, again, yeah, guys, you guys understand, we're getting censored more than ever. <laughs> like, there's no way, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing these videos, and then they're getting, like, it's just utterly insane what's happening on the back end here. Uh, and it's frustrating because there's, there's something, you know, happening. And we've been documenting it for a while. Any other channel interviews me, uh, puts my name, tags description, uh, title automatically demonetized happened to Josh Sigerson, but we're, we're making another video for sponsors, which is going to be the full tour of the Banksy uh, kind of tour of, of the Palestinian side, the Palestinian kind of argument. And then we're going to do a 10 minute kind of quicker rundown for everyone uh, publicly out there. Uh, sorry, Jason, I cut you off. Uh, uh, finish off and let's go over to some of the Super Chats. Yeah, you got it. No, that was pretty much it for me, man. Again, it's it's been a big week on that end. Um, actually got a lot of backup subscribers. Thank you so much for that, guys, because we'll need that backup channel. We got 3,500 this week, uh, mostly wow. due to the uh, Dark Overlord document videos out there, and we're still trying to go through there. That's actual information. That's an actual issue. Uh, so we need your help on that as well. And that's how you're the change. You don't go for uh, false breadcrumbs, if you will, Luke, and super best friends. We'll get there because that's a story this week. I've kind of well, like alluded this, to let's it. Let's get right into it because this is a perfect segue into what you've been researching, what we've just been talking about beforehand, right before we got on the show, which I find fascinating. And that, of course, is all the latest developments about QAnon. Jason, t I, we'll, we'll get to the Super Chats later. Tell us about the information about QAnon, which I'm finding incredibly <laughs> fascinating. And then once again, we have been vindicated after being viciously attacked uh, <laughs> about the QAnon subject. Jason? Exactly. And, and here's the deal. So this was going to be Thursday's story, but I'm just going to show everybody the tweet here. And I hate to tell everybody, but Superman doesn't exist. The super best friends don't exist. There's not a bunch of white hats in government with imaginary indictments. And... Back in, I believe, April of this year on that beloved backup channel, by the way, folks, I did an interview with um, somebody that you guys may be familiar with, Titus Frost, did a lot of good uh, work with the Podesta emails and, and whatnot and some other stuff. 
So he comes on and he explains to me, and again, I'm not in this world, so I don't really understand it, that basically this was a quote-unquote LARP and that it was started by a guy named Defango. He goes by Defango Lives on Twitter. Um, he has a YouTube channel, Defango TV, and a bunch of people he met at DEF CON. Now, Luke, DEF CON is the uh, international hacking conference that happens uh, once a year. I'm hoping people... Yeah, I was there once before. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Met a guy, hacked a car randomly in the parking lot, uh, literally just got into it, totally brought up Michael Hastings. That's a whole other story. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you don't bring your actual phone. On this YouTube channel. Yeah, you don't bring your phone to DEF CON. You turn your regular phone off, you get a burner, and that's how you communicate with people. That's the kind of place that DEF CON is. So... It basically was derived out of this world of puzzles and trolling. Um, a lot of these guys were on a apparently a web page, and we're going to have an exclusive on this, folks, by the way. We're going to get into that in a minute. But they were on this page called Cicada. And, you know, it's a puzzle page, but basically what happens is people make their own puzzles, and then they let other people not solve them, and then they come in and they act like a genius for solving them. And everybody goes, look, you solved that puzzle, but really... They were that person all the time. So, uh, you know, some things happen. He puts together this group on Discord. And for the first two weeks or so, they're posting all these questions and basically trolling everybody. And it starts to take fire. So, you know, they were, you know, I asked him. They were still part of the group uh, before a quote-unquote trip code goes off. And Luke, do you know what a trip code is? Nope. Nope, me neither, because I'm not on these friggin' sites doing this ridiculous stuff with breadcrumbs and riddles <laughs> of people that are supposedly saved the world. So, these guys are having a good time on 4chan, 8chan, just asking questions. And, you know, I'm going to tell you a couple other people. James Brower is another, I think it's, it's either Brower or Browder, and he was somebody who was a low-level Trump campaigner. He was inside on the campaign doing kind of back-end social media stuff. And that's how he was the first one to post. And basically anybody in this Discord could post. There's another person named Microchip. We are going to have an exclusive, in-depth interview. We'll probably cut to the meat and potatoes of 10, 15 minutes on the main channel. But I'm promising, folks, we're going to get as many of these hackers that actually did it, all the forensic evidence... And you're going to get a, a, an hour-long, 90-minute, uncut interview on how this went down. And I haven't done a documentary in a while, Luke. And i got to tell you, I've always wanted to do a comedy. So it could be QAnon, a hoax story. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy that so many people fell for it and took riddles. And just this nonsensical information... Uh, but uh, th- you know, this is information that of course was just common sense to a lot of people. So I, 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 you know, what we have to do here is just present all the information as best as we can, uh, to make this a solid case, because it is important to, you know, understand the reality of situations and not just believe something because we want to believe in it. This is a major problem of humanity. It's a major weakness of human civilizations to want to believe in something because it's a good idea. Uh, because it sounds nice because, oh, it, it, it may possibly do this if we believe in it. Reality of the situations are sometimes different and it's important to surround yourself with evidence, with facts and to make sound, rational judgments and decisions based on that instead of online riddles on 4chan and 8chan or whatever it is. 
so uh, interesting topic. I look forward to your interviews and more videos about this specific topic. I definitely expect to be uh, totally attacked uh, for even bringing this up. And even then, I think people are still going to have, uh, you know, more speculations out there. And I remember even, Jason, uh, during the, um, the explosion that happened in Paris, I remember reading some of the comments and uh, people were calling me a fake crisis actor. People were talking about how I staged everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thing. And I'm looking at the comments and I'm like, I mean, very well, it could be government trolls because the government, uh, U.S. Pentagon, the Israeli government actually have specific programs that takes taxpayer money to fund people sending vicious troll comments against uh, any, any anyone who's anti-establishment, that could be a very big reality of it to spread more lunacy, to spread more disinformation. It's a part of the bigger Cass Sunstein disinformation campaign that he publicly called for that we know is in the works. Um, but there also are some legitimately crazy people that I met in real life who, are, who think everything is a is, is a stage. Everything is a, is 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 fake. Um, and uh, it was just insane to see me being called a fake crisis actor uh during this you know larger explosion and and people saying that i'm a part of a bigger psyop um it, it was definitely um disheartening uh but also kind of a reality check to um how strong we need to be and not be affected by others other people's dumbassness um Sorry. No, you're you right. Comments, you're right? absolutely right. And the other thing is, you know, uh, I was talking to Defango, like the 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 actual guy. Just so everybody knows, this is the guy. It was he told me how he came up with it. That like how he had found the letter Q. Anybody who wants to find out why, you know, he used the letter Q. This is all going to be revealed. And he actually was watching your stream when it happened, and he's hitting me up. He's like, "Oh my god!" Because we were talking about. It. I had to go. I'm like, "Yo, man, it's like two in the morning." I got to go grab a coffee. We're about to do this all night thing, blah, blah, blah. And we've been talking back and forth. And he literally goes, look, man, some people just get lost in the Internet. And that's the truth, dude. People, listen, just like you can get lost in TV and think that, you know, you're in a friend's sitcom or some kind of, not, you know, you all we all believe these certain things that are not true. Some people dig deep into things that are not true. And you have to realize when you listen to people that say, you know, I was on the toilet and Q gave me a call, and he let me know to trust the plan. <laughs> I mean, you got to understand. And then there's people, you know, I don't want to attack Jerome Corsi too much here, but he made so many videos decrypting these things. So then it goes beyond just the person that is Luke on 4chan or 8chan or in these dark worlds of Tor or the dark web, right? Now... You're pitching things to a largely boomer conservative audience. And that's a point that uh, Defango and Brower were making, that this actually brought a lot of uh, boomers, they loved this thing, into politics. These are people that could barely type on a computer, wouldn't know how to get on a message board, and now they're involved. And they were talking about some of the positivity, and then they're saying, you know, and we also exposed a lot of the fakes out there. And they did. They really did. Guys, how many YouTube channels jumped on this thing like it was a rodeo to build viewers? Uh, we're going to be talking about some specific names in, in this thing. Because a lot of these guys that made a career, they were on the inside of this Discord being fed the disinformation firsthand from the trolls. And then 
when they let it go into the quote-unquote wild, as they put it, basically, as they post, they put a trip code out that, as it's been described, anybody with enough time, usually about two weeks, can decrypt. Now, Defango, on his show, said the trip code a week in advance. <laughs> he said it was Matlock in a joke, like talking about Q, you know, like just kind of flipped it off. And guess what the trip code was? It was Matlock. Once that goes through, some other troll has now taken it over and it's gone to trust the plan with Iran. It's gone that JFK Jr. is Q. It's gone into loony frickin' tunes. It's, remember, John McCain was executed at Gitmo? I mean, folks, again, the only way real change comes is when people come together, they get out in the streets like they're doing in Paris, and they demand a response from the establishment. It doesn't come from the inside, from a secretive group that are going to save the world, Luke. Yeah, or just work together and bring up issues and work towards bigger solutions like, hey, not incentivizing the oppression and the horribleness and the crap that is hurting humanity. Like saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't have our money with the big bankster criminal establishment uh, organizations. Maybe we should take our money out of these bigger institutions and put it somewhere where it drives innovation, where it drives humanity progress capital and freedom and prosperity uh common sense people uh things that small things that we all do that make a huge difference sharing this video donating uh, getting other independent media uh support uh informing yourself now uh, you know again knowledge is power and it, and it starts with very little things and being informed makes you make wise decisions that of course don't feed the beast uh and uh, that's why information is so critical. And that's why, again, it's been so censored. It's been so attacked as of late because it's a major attack on the establishment. And the establishment does not like that. All right, Jason, uh, anything else you want to say before I get into some of these super chats? Now, let's hit those super chats, my friend. I think that, you know, we're going to give a taste to the people. But remember, hey, if you want some of these bigger things, uh, subscribe to the backup as well. It's Pulse Change. And thanks for all the subscriptions this last week, guys. Yeah, I yeah, really appreciate it. So let's go over some of these super chats and quickly go over Monday through Sunday stories and then take some phone calls. So we got one super chat by Jazz Fan who says, great job in France. Well done. Thank you so much, Jazz Fan. The work is only incentivized because of, you know, you and your super chats and your support. Uh, we got another super chat by Jacob Moncrief who says, what's up with the bank runs? I think we addressed that. Uh, still getting all the information on that specific issue. It's difficult. Uh, to get actual reports because they're going to be skewed, they're going to be manipulated, but I'm doing my best to fact check as much information as I can and to not just spread disinformation. Uh, Dean Howell, $10 Super Chat, says, really appreciated uh, you work, man. Thank you so much, Dean. appreciate you and your help. Uh, Chris, $14 Super Chat, $14.99. He says, here in us, no one is talking about the explosion. It's insane. Australia is lost. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean... You can take that in, in you know many different ways. Uh, Craig Bate, uh, 4.99 super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Samantha Brown, 1.99 uh, super chat. She says, "What about PBS? Where is the influence there?" PBS is uh, interesting. I don't know if you watch some of their broadcasting, but they had the likes of oh, what was it? Uh, not not what's what's his name? Bill That's Moyers. Bill Moyers huh? is like the the main old school guy from PBS. Bill Moyers. Then you have Frontline. 
you know, let me say this about PBS. Who's that, who was that guy that diddled uh, uh, all the female co-workers? You're talking about Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Yeah, Charlie, yeah, 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 but Charlie Rose at the time. I remember, which we confronted a number of times. <laughs> he literally ran almost, I think he ran into a closet when we confronted him. No, uh, that was a different, that was Peter Powers. He did run somewhere Peter ridiculous. Powers, yeah, but also there's a video of me chasing, uh, what, what was his name again? You got Charlie Rose, I think, twice. Charlie Rose literally just like <laughs> freaking out a number of times whenever we asked him about Bilderberg. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, so you look at a PBS, right? And it is publicly funded broadcasting. But at the same time, look at the journalists. Like you just talked about Charlie Rose, right? Well, these are establishment journalists that have already kind of been taken in by the system. Special interests, intelligence, you take your pick. We already know from the 1970s in the church committee that many of our journalists were compromised. And many of those journalists that are still in PBS today are from that generation. People like Bill Moyers, uh, people like Charlie Rose that you just said, Frontline. So I think that, um, first of all, you will get more truth on a PBS than you will in a lot of these other ones because they don't seem to have that left-right slant, maybe a little NPR flavor, if you will. But let me give you an example, Luke. Um, in Invisible Empire, I had to use footage from one of their programs for the Mark Hepting versus AT&T case, and that was the one that proved, again, that there's been secret server rooms in every telecommunication office since the 90s collecting all digital information for the National Security Agency, okay? It's been go going on forever, Carnivore Promise, you name it, all that stuff, they have everything databased. He went to court with them, with uh, other people. The only other person that covered it, and very briefly, one time, was Keith Olbermann at the time on MSNBC. They did an in-depth 15-minute piece. And you'll see that again and again. The problem is that even when they do a gem like that, Luke, it's largely ignored by the mainstream media, A, and just nobody sees it to publicize it in the quote-unquote alternative media because let's be honest, the alternative media is a pretty big joke fest right now. We just spent 20 minutes talking about what a joke fest it's been for the last six months plus. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, it, it definitely took a very negative downturn to where it originally started and where it originally was to just absolute uh, hypocrisy and becoming the enemy that they used to fight. Yeah, and, and I'm not even just talking about one organization. I know one comes to mind, but a lot of people out there. Okay, because remember, Corsi was a guy who had his own thing with WorldNet Daily. Um, just a lot of people disappointing. So, again, PBS, hey, you'll get a little bit more truth, but they are hiring establishment hacks that work with the system time and time again. Yeah, no, no surprise there. We got another super chat by Patrick Segan. He says, why is violence acceptable in France, but not USA? Uh, Patrick, if you watched the earlier monologue, I pretty much talked about violence and how it shouldn't be acceptable and how there does need to be a larger kind of critique here. But it also is uh, also perplexing to also see how violence is actually working um, in France and how uh, historically, socially and economically violence does lead to some results, which is also a you know another issue to delve into and could lean into bigger debates. But it's not deniable that when the people started fighting back, uh, that's when Macron started uh, going into uh, some of the things that he didn't want to do. Um, so that's an undeniable fact. But uh, you know the bigger debate on that. That's a whole nother video. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother discussion to be had. Uh, you got another super chat by Rainy Steps. Thank you so much by Sherry McGee. 
uh what is that smiley face thank you so much uh, sherry really appreciate you got another one by argyle thank you so much argyle uh you're one of our members as well appreciate you uh and he says any data on how much a french uh, uh fr leo makes it's all comes down to money do you know what that means fre leo uh, well, I'm not sure exactly. And Argyle is one of our I'm members Googling as well. It, but do you mind getting the rest of them? Yeah, yeah. Well, you do that. Let's read these off. And by the way, Argyle, thank you for oh, the support. Oh, a French law enforcement officer. Ah, ah. I have no I, idea. I remember. Uh, there we go. I, I, I deciphered your, your, your code there, Argyle. Uh, I remember there being gripes with uh, the uh, police unions in France um, just a couple weeks ago, saying that they were understaffed, underpaid. And, of course, uh, Macron has uh, changed that and has increased their salaries recently. I'm going to look up on Google exactly how much a French law enforcement officer makes. Jason, you want to get the rest of the Super Chats really quickly? Yes, sir. Um, let's see. We got Samantha, right? Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm scrolling. I was going through the regular ones there. Where was our last one? Who was our last one? Uh, Samantha Brown. Speaking of conspiracies, what do you think about the mystery letter at Bush's funeral? Jason? I again. <laughs> was it a mystery letter, Luke, or was it an eyeball? I don't tend to. I don't tend to listen. Symbology is real. Like for instance, you want to know some real creepy symbology? I think you'll agree with this one, Luke. Um, under the World Trade Center, they had that all-seeing eye with the entire globe in it, literally right under the Trade Center, and there were little eyes everywhere uh, in the subway on the way in. I, I don't like that. Uh, I think that there may be some symbolism there. Uh, I don't know that there was any mystery letter at uh, at the the Bush funeral. I'd like to thank Flying Cloud for becoming a new member, and GP for you tonight. GP for you tonight uh, for the two seventy nine super chat. It's proven violence does work. Unfortunately, oh, does I it? Should, I, I think we should delve into that issue not now, but make a separate video about it. Because it is a very, very fascinating dichotomy, and it does bring up some unpleasant truths. And again, uh, we're all about the reality here. We got to face the facts. Uh, and I think uh, we should do a research or a debate on this uh, and really delve into that. Uh, but it does bring a very, very interesting uh, topic to discuss here that does need uh, its due diligence and uh, I believe can't be rushed. Well, I mean, you. on one level, how can you argue with it? Because you look at, yeah. you know, imperialism. And you look at the way that the war machine works and how successful the military-industrial complex, especially, you know, the U.S.-led military-industrial complex has been, and how do you argue with that point? It's very upsetting. But at yeah. the same time, you know, is it really working in the sense that it's bettering society or that that's the way to solve problems? Or like we started this program with Luca, you know, we don't take corporate money and we're not shills because we do have a soul and we do believe that the things that we do and say and the way we act actually matters. Yeah. So you're right. We could talk about it forever and we should we do a separate have, video. We just have to make sure. I think one of the biggest hurdles that the Yellow Vest movement does have to be aware of is that they don't become their worst enemy. Um, and uh, that's a big fear, and that should be a big concern for a lot of people, especially if they do become successful, if they do become uh, to a larger, greater revolution just beyond the ones that they're trying to achieve with the pots and pans, uh, similar one. That's when that discussion needs to be ha had, not now. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Liberty Howell, thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, you are the real thing, Luke, and believe me, Luke is the real thing. Uh, Hellsbron. 
another $5 uh, super chat. Please check out Yellow Vest Victoria. We are being silenced. His channels have been shut down by YouTube multiple times. Yellow Vest Victoria, I'll have to take a look at that. Jesse Schmidt, thank you so much. You're a big supporter of the show. Uh, you guys going to uh, the Bitcoin conference this week? That's something Luke may be doing. Let's see. Uh, Jesse, I just got to, you know, uh, check in on myself, make sure I'm doing okay. Uh, been through a lot. Uh, been through a lot. So um, <laughs> definitely need to make sure I'm right before uh, doing other trips. So it's still up in the air. Uh, but it would be awesome to see you definitely at the Miami kind of Bitcoin conference that they have there. I do have a lot of friends coming there. It's going to be kind of a spur of a moment decision, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'll announce it on my uh, Twitter or Facebook. Normandy Frankia, hello, you dirty dogs. And then there's some kind of an emoji. I don't speak emoji, so I don't know which one that is. You know Where's which... the Jason Burmis emoji? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Just I kidding. Want Jason Bur I'm not going to forget. <laughs> I know you're not. I just hate emojis in general. You know how much I loathe all things emoji. Uh, Lojo for real from the father's farm tell me about your kabbalah string you have on luke i know you're christian are you christian yeah they're talking about they're talking about the red string which is kind of uh, synonymous with uh, the kabbalah but this is actually red string that jeff berwick's wife gave to me uh kenna berwick uh it actually has uh uh catholic uh representations on it uh and uh she gave it to me uh there's something crazy happening and she said wear this for protection and uh, I've been wearing it kind of a symbolic thing, kind of a placebo effect kind of thing. Uh, and that's pretty much um, just how I you know, view it. I don't view it as anything else or anything more than just um, just that. Uh, so, yeah. And then we got one more. And thank you for the 1999 Super Chat, by the way. And one more for Reno for uh, $10. Great reporting. Favorite channel. Well, Thank you so much. That means the world to us. And I, I want to thank some of the members. I don't know if they're still up there, but I know Phoenix Liberty was up there. Uh, Gentry was up there during the thing. You know, we don't get to give shout-outs to everybody, and it's tough to read the chat when, you know, there's it, it's going crazy. But thank you guys so much. You, you don't understand. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy getting up in the morning, and I, I enjoy being able to share, you know, real news with people, things that matter, <laughs> like we were discussing before. It really matters. I feel like... You know, I don't want to toot our own horns, but I feel like my life has meaning and value. I don't know about you, and I hope that others can feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, Leah Stewie says, that bracelet worked for you in France. That's for sure. Yeah, I got very lucky in France, uh, to say the least. Uh, okay, Jason, uh, we're over an hour. Do you want to quickly go over these articles, or should we just take phone calls and end it? Let, let's let's barrel through them. I can do it pretty quick. We got some pretty okay. easy ones. So, um this one is out of Monday, and we already went through one. We only got five stories. Uh, apparently, one of the big suspects, I hope this puts this kind of like tabloid terrible story to rest, um, but convicted pedophile Gary Olivia, who's actually serving time for child porn, has uh, written and confessed to killing Jean Benet Ramsey. It always uh, is crazy to me that this story, you know, 25, probably, is it almost 30 years later? It's close. Um, that it still captivates people. It's an interesting story, but it's been one of those tabloid ones, and I hope that it can finally be buried because there's been all sorts of conspiracy theories about this one. The father did it. He worked for Lockheed Martin. It was the brother. They covered it up. The mom did it, yada, yada, yada. I hope this brings uh, closure to that very awful story. Tuesday's story. Um, I don't think this one, well, this one might go away. 
This is now the second young, well, this one wasn't a young black man. I think this guy was younger. Uh, but the second black man to die, a prostitute, in uh, a large Hillary Clinton donor's home. His name is, what's his last name? Buck. Edward Buck. Uh, he's quite the contributor, and he's injecting people with meth, including this person right here. Look at this skeleton of a person. These are the type of prostitutes that Mr. Buck uh, seems to enjoy and situations to be in. And now, um, whatever they're doing in there has now caused the death of two men in just a few months. Yeah, um, a lot of them are showing up dead on their on his doorstep. <laughs> and, and, of course, connected with Hillary some way. Hillary's connected with a lot of, lot of horrible people. Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, Clint, Bill Clinton, a lot of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, a lot of weirdos. Yeah, uh, a lot of weirdos. And so we'll just move on to the next story. And, and this was one I had hoped for, but you corrected me before the show, and I did not see the correction. We know that Bolton early in, earlier in the week or two weeks ago, we covered it, um, said, listen, we're not really leaving Syria. It's okay. You know, the president said we're leaving Syria. We're not leaving Syria. We got a lot to do. Uh, we got to talk to, you know, Israel and Turkey and we're not really leaving Syria. So then Israel said they wanted the Golan Heights region in exchange for the United States leaving. I never knew this was a hostage negotiation <laughs> that happened between Israel and the United States. Absolutely insane. Uh, and of course, this article came out saying, yes, they're finally leaving. The AP had to release a retraction saying that. It's only uh, military hardware and military cargo that's leaving. The troops are still there. So there's a bigger conflict here about who actually is in charge. And guess what? It's not clear if it's President Donald Trump within the White House, within the U.S. government, as the commander of chief, who really decides the shots here? Is it neoconservative, bloodthirsty John Bolton and the war machine and the U.S. military industrial complex connected with the Pentagon, connected with the U.S. mainstream media? Or is it... Uh, the president of the United States that was elected by the people of the United States. And it's looking more and more and more like the opposite is true and that your vote ultimately doesn't matter because this story is just absolutely ridiculous. There was also another article talking about how John Bolton was literally calling for the United States to airstrike Iran in September of last year, openly calling for policy to do that where Donald Trump and even the U.S. Pentagon had to be like, that's a little bit too much there, John. Uh, let's calm it down a little bit. Uh, literally, John Bolton, um, absolute lunatic madman that Donald Trump has, for some reason, decided to uh, collude with uh, within his administration. Absolutely insane. He is an insane person, and again, I really hope that... You know, we can get out of these places, Luke. I get excited sometimes. We both got excited on this last one when he said we were actually leaving. And then, you know, Bolton put a, you know, a, a, I don't know, a wrench in the plans. I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how powerful our president is. But that brings us to five or uh, Friday stories since we already did Thursdays. Hopefully a president can do something and we'll be voting for that president in 2020, Tulsi Gabbard as she has announced with closet truther Van Jones, and somebody you've had some conversations with, you've talked to Mr. Nothing Burger himself, that uh, Tulsi's going to run in 2020. And you know what? A lot of people, Luke, including myself, one of the reasons we voted for Trump was because he said he was getting us out of the Middle East. Well, Tulsi Gabbard, 
who is the most likable, the smartest, the most well-spoken, and the most for-the-people Democratic candidate possible out there is running for president, she's got my vote. Well, Van Jones uh, did call security on me a lot of times, as you would probably see if you look at old We Are Change videos. Just look up We Are Change Van Jones. But, Jason, I would be a little bit skeptical here. Um, Tulsi does sound, again, very anti-establishment, very anti-military industrial complex, has called for a lot of good policies before, but she has also called for a lot more government before. I also found it very interesting that Ron Paul uh, also made an announcement saying that he has reached out for to, uh, to Tulsi Gabbard for a very long time now. And as a former member of Congress, it's extremely weird that she has declined uh, his invitations to talk and to uh, build a bigger coalition with Ron Paul uh, for a very long time. She is former military. She is keeping a very closed house. She has refused to do interviews. I've been trying to do an interview with her for years now been extremely extremely difficult uh but uh i would be a little bit skeptical here uh it does sound like an amazing thing and it does seem more viable with the more that the establishment attacks her so two sides of the coin here uh ultimately great news i hope we get some interesting topics i hope she has some ron paul-esque moments in presidential debates where she actually brings up the actual issues but we will see we will see what she stands for, what she represents. And again, even then, I would still be skeptical because as we saw with Donald Trump, he talked a good game, but obviously there's a lot of hurdles to the establishment uh, that he's a part of that he's only reinforcing by bringing in more swamp monsters like John Bolton. Uh, so be careful with what politicians say, say and uh, try to look at them. Uh, she's squeaky clean. Uh, but we will see how this uh, moves forward from here. That's my take on it. Uh, people are saying she's sponsored by Source. I don't know if she is. I got to do more investigations. We should do a whole investigative piece on her, like a 10-minute piece, just to give the whole lowdown here about the good and bad about Tulsi Gabbard. Because I bet there's, just like with any human being, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. And it's about calling it straight. And it's about being honest instead of just vying for political power. Um, we're not going to do that. We're seeing so many other independent news organizations just bend over and take it up the wazoo because they think they're going to grasp or gag on some power. It's not going to happen. Uh, you're just being used. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> that's my take on it. Let's take a phone call. And, uh, unless you have anything else to say. No, not really, man. My Saturday story was you anyway. Um, you know, I mean, just great job on Saturday, bringing it full circle. I just want to let everybody know, again, Luke's out there really busting his ass. He really put his life on the line. You, you, it doesn't come any closer than what it happened over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for remaining strong and deciding not to call it a day and going out there and going hard and then getting hit in the, uh, in the Johnny nonsense with a, a water cannon. So, with that being said, everybody, um, we are going to take calls and remember, be on the lookout for some big stuff. Um, the uh, Banksy tour, um, QAnon, the, the interview. We're really going to talk to Q. We're not going to tell you we talked to Q. We got the trip code. <laughs> but we're really going to do it. It's like it's actually going to happen. So uh, get ready, folks. And for those that do not have the number, let's bring it on over. It is 607-542-9184. 
Give us a call. Right, we got Let's another chat. super chat by Reno who says, great reporting, favorite channel. Thank you so much, Reno. Did we give out the channel correctly? What do you mean? Oh, wait, did you did you finish? Sorry, I cut you off. No, we already did Reno. Reno is like, thank you so much. We okay. didn't do Jesse Schmidt Well, yet. we got another super chat by Jesse Schmidt who says, appreciate you who's, I think, guys. All of your coverage of the last couple of weeks have uh, a good week. God bless. Thank you so much, Jesse. Hope to see you in Miami. Hopefully that works out. Uh, definitely, uh, I'll announce it as soon as I decide. Uh, go ahead. Let's take this phone call. You got it. You are live with Jason and Luke on the We Are Chain Show. What's your name? What would you like to talk about? Yes, sir. Yes, miss. Hello. Hello. Uh... Hello. What, what would you like to, what's your name? What, what would you like to talk about? My name is, uh, Talina. What do you think will be the most valuable asset in 2019 since the stock market's falling right now? All right, we'll take that on the other end. We'll answer this one, too. Uh, we'll get to you in one second. So what's the biggest asset in 2019? I don't know if it's going to be the dollar. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, crypto could go up in certain cases. I think that it's gone down to the point where maybe it's bottomed out. Um, but hard assets, I think gold and silver might be the way to go this year. They they have not had a huge amount of positive movement, but maybe I'm wrong. Luke, you, you know Definitely more. more silver than gold. China just announced how they could uh, forge and manufacture gold. Uh, so keep in mind about the manipulation of those markets as well. Is it's that true? To just diversify as much as you can. Uh, the most important asset, your relationship with your family, friends, and neighbors. That's the most important thing. Uh, if, if you're a greedy bastard and just trying to make money, uh, it's going to be probably cigarettes, tobacco, and alcohol, uh, because a lot of economic experts, even the professional ones are saying that there's going to be a correction and a recession in 2019 based on the U S economic system, which as we know is facing a huge correction. Hello? It hasn't happened yet, but One it needs moment. to happen. Um, so as far as your assets, cryptocurrencies, uh, Definitely, you know, uh, medical marijuana stocks are also overhyped, uh, overinvested in tech companies, overinvested in uh, also huge just holes not to step into. Uh, but I would definitely say uh, silver, uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, ammo is also a good investment, uh, you know, guns, which, uh, you know, not, whether you buy them or, or, or stocks or whatever, uh, those are kind of things that still go up um throughout the years economically speaking uh not socially speaking uh, <laughs> sir you got another caller yes we do sir what is your name what'd you like to talk about uh my name's uh anonymous and uh just, i'll just touch on the point that you guys are talking about about investing uh i would invest in uh guns personally because you can invest in uh you know gold and silver but you know using gold and silver as a currency, we kind of need it for electronics and to send space stuff to like in space. You know, it's like the best conductor that doesn't corrode. Well, it's the least corroding conductor. And uh, Bitcoin was created by the CIA, anyways, as their backup plan. And yeah, I just I just wanted to say that 9/11 uh, was an inside job, and it's a joke that your government hasn't. That, that your people haven't stood up. It's a joke that you guys still use money backed by nothing. You're printing unlimited amounts of money. It's like you you have limited time. You you ha you you go to like why don't you just use time as a currency? Ever think about that? You go to work for ten hours. Why not get paid ten hours? 
well, everyone creates time at the same time. Everyone creates one second at a second. Everyone creates 24 hours a day. Why well, not use time? Well, let me say this, yeah. brother. And my, I friend, my friend Joby Weeks actually came up with that idea with mountain hours, which was a local currency used in a small town in Colorado. Uh, look up mountain hours. It's been uh, trialed. It's been tested. You would give out literally one hour of time, and people would value on that with their specific skills. Uh, uh, definitely a bigger concept and idea that I do agree with. You said CIA could be uh, the, the Bitcoin could be created by the uh, could have been created by the CIA. You could be right. It could be a big honeypot. Uh, you never know. And um, yeah, you finished off my point. Uh, economically speaking, whether it's you know uh, you know guns, depending on you know the state that you're in, if you could have them or not, or even stocks of gun companies. Uh, historically. Uh, especially within the last few years, the trends have been going up uh, without also, of course, talking about the social commentary. We're just focusing on the economic one before getting into that whole kind of sphere. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anything else, Jason or caller that you want to get into? Well, well, I let the caller go, but I would say this. This is why time can't be a currency. Are you ready? My hour may not be worth your hour or anybody else's hour. There are some people that are productive in an hour and are, are worthwhile. Listen, it's a very socialist idea to use time as a currency. Not that a zeros and ones fake banking system where money can get printed out of nowhere is a good one. But I think, you know, again, you look at the barter system. There are some times when trades are equal. I need this. You need this. This is worth more than that. If you're telling me that China's announcing they can manufacture gold, I mean, gold is going to shoot down <laughs> unless that production cost is extremely high. It's That's an interesting uh, aspect. But scarcity is a real thing. Uh, market manipulation in all of the markets because it, it's, it's rife with that. Uh, there's people on the inside. There's people who are in the know who are um, using the markets to their benefits. It's, it's clear. It's obvious. So, uh, Sorry, uh, finish up, Jason. No, absolutely, man. Um, my point is this. I'm not a socialist, and that's a very socialistic idea. I'm not saying that we have a great currency system, but I can tell you right now that time is is not the way to go, my friend. Do you want to take another call, Luke, or should we uh, end it on that note? And we got a couple other super chats too. Well, it depends. Uh, I'm not calling for a socialist thing. The mountain hours were based on a person, and depending on how much he wanted to charge for how many hours. It wasn't like a universal thing. So No, no, no. Mountain Hours. Listen, I remember Joby. Joby had the yellow shirts. I, I remember his Mountain Hours thing. And that was more of a locally based currency for Main Street to trade with one another. In other words, keep the money within the community. And I, it was a very community based currency. And it was an interesting idea. It wasn't just based on your time. It was much, much more like, hey, I'm going to pay you in this to make sure that this money comes back into our system. It was a brilliant idea. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely worth uh, looking into. And uh, the last two super chats by Patrick Seagun, who says Trump is going after Turkey now. WTF? Uh, haven't seen all those latest developments, but I'm going to look at the latest geopolitical news and, of course, uh, make another geopolitical U.S. petrodollar news analysis video this week as well. Uh, we got another video by Normandy Franca, who says, "Keep the change, you filthy animals." Thank you so much, uh, Normandy. I uh, really appreciate you and all the other people who make this broadcast possible and, and independent media alive with your support and your donations and your shares and you guys subscribing to real independent media it means the world to us and it keeps us going. Uh, Jason, uh, take it from here. I'm starving. I'm tired. I'm, I, again, I just flew from uh, Paris. Uh, so I, I don't know. I would kind of prefer to call it, to be honest. No, that that's it. I'm with you, brother. Listen. It's been a long day for me, nothing like yours. I can't imagine the last 
48 hours for you has got to be just one of the craziest 48 hours of your life. Um, it really does make you think, you know, some of the most hard-hitting moments of that when you were just wanted your family to know that you were safe. Uh, you know, that it really hits you, man. When you have those moments, whether it be a car accident or, uh, again, what Luke went through, those holy sheasel moments, it makes you think. And uh, it just, it, it's motivated me to just keep going on and just keep trying to do this. This is important work, guys. We're not, we're not telling you hoax stories. We're not trying to sell you a product other than the truth, and uh, we're trying to do it for the ground up. So thank you all. Again, there's going to be a lot of reports over on the backup channel as well as um, the big channel. Big stuff with QAnon, big stuff from the West Bank, and uh, just big stuff all around from We Are Change. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you, Jason, for all the work you're doing. Thank you, all you amazing human beings. Uh, stay tuned for a lot more. we got a lot more interesting coverage coming here your way on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change.